Welcome to Oxpinoy Radio, brought to you by your hosts, Nicole Dela Cruz and Ro Imperial. So today, Ro and I are talking about Filipino food. And if you know anything about Filipino culture, you know that food has a very special place in our hearts. We recently asked our listeners to complete a survey all about Filipino food. And in this, we asked what your favorite dishes were. And of course, the difficult adobo comes up. Now, for those listeners who don't know, adobo is a chicken or a pork dish. And it's cooked in vinegar with bay leaves and peppercorns. And it is the most delicious thing. But it's not my favorite. My favorite is actually karakare, which again, for those who don't know, is like an oxtail stew. It's cooked in peanut butter with vegetables such as aubergine and green beans. Often it's served with bagaong, which is a fermented shrimp paste, and it is absolutely delicious. I think for those who aren't really familiar with Filipino food, the idea of a fermented shrimp paste is kind of weird, but actually it is the most delicious thing. It just adds another layer of salt, and it's the combination of the sweet, the peanut butter, and the creaminess. It's so good. Anyway, the survey also showed that when it comes to food, there are so many issues that go beyond just eating it. We've seen over many years, for example, the gentrification of exported Filipino food, as well as continuing debate as to the availability of halal food in regions of the Philippines where there is a Muslim majority. For this reason, we spoke to Mark Celestino, who's a filmmaker born in Bulacan, Philippines. Now he actually grew up in California's Palm Spring Desert and he currently lives in LA, so he knows a little bit about the Filipino diaspora food culture. He studied traditional fine arts at Adventist University of the Philippines and filmmaking at the International Academy of Film and Television. He's also a cinematographer and a filmmaker for BuzzFeed and above all, he's a massive Filipino foodie. So yeah, my name is Mark Celestino. Um, I'm a filmmaker and I was born in San Jose del Monte, Bulacan, which is in Luzon in the Philippines. So OG Filipino. Um, but I moved from the Philippines to California when I was around 10. And I grew up in Palm Springs. So it's like the desert, complete opposite of where I was. And now I currently reside in Los Angeles. And I actually go back and forth in the Philippines and Los Angeles. I went to college there. I went to um, Cavite and AUP, which is Adventist University of the Philippines. And that's where a lot, I learned a lot of fine arts. But then I went to learn filmmaking. So I went to Cebu, actually. And I went to International Academy of Film and Television, and that's where I learned a lot of my skills. Um, so I do a lot of cinematography, video editing, animation, producing, directing, and all that. Um, and I'm kind of known for uh, working in BuzzFeed for a little over five years. And I've created a lot of shows and viral videos in there. Um, and yeah, that's kind of like my quick past. And my other passions are photography, uh, I like to box, not good at it. Uh, I love to knit and rock climbing is something I just found out I, I truly love. And like I said, camping, that's, and that's kind of me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you traveled to a lot of places. Why did you pick LA? Why was that your go-to from the Philippines? Yeah, um, 
Well, mainly because my family, like Palm Springs is actually close to Los Angeles and we have relatives in LA. So my family would always visit. And since I wanted to be a filmmaker, entertainment, that's where the hub is. So I, I try to be around here. Um, and yeah, that's basically the main reason. And there's so yeah. many things going on in Los Angeles that I kind of start to enjoy it. Um, and it's, it's become my home. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, I mean, I've never been to LA, but I think the thing with LA and any of these kind of large cities where we have a, a large Filipino diaspora is it has such an influence on the food culture and you know obviously the what we're actually eating but also in terms of how we eat the food um, and yeah talk me through kind of food culture generally in LA um, and as well as that kind of how you as a Filipino look at food culture there. Yeah um, in LA it's definitely uh, like a melting pot in terms of like Food. there's a lot of foodies here like mm. a lot of diverse restaurants and there's plenty of filipino food um there's one like close by where i live um and uh, i i think it like i said since it's a melting pot you could discover so many different kinds of food that you probably would never hear of um and for me and any of any places that i've i've been to um, Los Angeles probably has like the most uh, diverse Filipino food that I've tried okay. um, yeah, at, yeah. or at least closest to what I think Filipino food is from my memory. Uh, so that's I, and I really enjoy it um, before Corona. Like we would eat out all the time and try out different places that we've never been to. Um, and that's why I love L.A. food. Like mm. the food scene here. Amazing. A lot of amazing food. And. Also, I live in downtown Los Angeles where there's so many restaurants uh, that you could eat off. Can you tell us what types of uh, Filipino restaurants and what types of Filipino food are available in LA? Um, there's one that I really, really like. I'm trying to remember the name. Um, it's like a barbecue Filipino place. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, they have San Miguel beer, which I don't see anywhere if, if you're viewers or listeners don't know about San Miguel beer it's very Filipino beer and it's just a nostalgic thing for me I, I, I just couldn't find it anywhere they have it um is this the same I, sorry to interrupt but I was gonna yeah. ask is this the same San Miguel that we have in the UK right like I don't know if um you know the San Miguel I'm talking about but yeah, is it the, the same one that you can get in spoons it's the same but I think that the way the, the taste of San Miguel here in the UK is quite different. I think they have a different brewery. I'm not really, I'm not quite sure okay. about that. Yeah, but yeah. So that's not transported from the Philippines. Yeah, I think they have the... a different branding as well. It looks, it looks different from the traditional San Miguel branding and color scheme. Interesting. Do you guys yeah. have Red Horse, by the way? Do you guys Ooh, know of Red Horse? No. <laughs> it, Red Horse is also another beer from the Philippines. And uh, I just remember knowing about this where uh, they have, their logo is a horse. And if you see the horse smiling, that means there's more alcohol in it. Like yeah. it's stronger. It's like a nice little treat. <laughs> Red, Red Horse is definitely a college, it's a college beer. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's what you drink when you are in college and you want to get drunk with your mates. <laughs> I, I never really drank alcohol till I was like, like 20, 
four or something. I was like really late into that. And I'm not a big drinker, but I, I do drink occasionally. Yeah, I think this is a cultural difference because in the States, I've noticed I have friends in the States and obviously you guys don't drink or don't start drinking legally until the age of 21. Mm. Whereas for us in the UK, it's 18. So when I was in Boston, oh, yeah. I um, it was a really sunny day. I was there in September. I was um, visiting Harvard just as a tourist. And I thought, how nice would it be to go buy a bottle of wine? I went up to the shop. I pulled out a really nice bottle from the fridge. And I went to go pay. And then I realized last minute, I am not old enough to buy oh. this. <laughs> it was the strangest thing. And I had to wow. walk through the shop and then put it back. I felt so embarrassed. Uh, I, I would have wanted you to just go through it, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see what happens. Um, yeah, no, I didn't, um, I didn't have the courage at the time, but that would have been a fun story, I think. But, you know, I... I do remember in the Philippines, because um, I don't even know what the drinking age there is. Um, just 18. 18. Like, yeah. I just remember growing up, like, even kids were, <laughs> like, it was pretty loose at the time, where kids could just buy beer, but not for them, but, like, for, like, someone else. Like, they could, people could actually just ask their, like, nephew or something, can you buy me some beer? And then they can do it. Um, but I don't know what it is now. That's probably different right now <laughs> i think it's the same and on on paper the the minimum age is 18 but i remember i was like 11 years old and my oh. uncle was just like feeding me san miguel beer <laughs> <laughs> obviously i i had to you know I, I mean i'm not questioning the kind of upbringing that i had but, <laughs> but. i feel like it's almost kind of normal there where you just yeah. want to share even drinks with family but normally it's within the family like my family when we have like large gatherings yeah sure i remember my uncles would yeah. be like hey you want to sip of this like that's like a fine environment to me because you're with a bunch of family yeah, yeah. not with a bunch of random strangers you know but that's it's cool. like a taster session organized by your relatives <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um i do love uh because since we were talking about like family gatherings and stuff like one thing i remember from the philippines is every time we eat like large group of people are always together eating and that's probably mm -hmm. like one of the vivid memories that i love about like filipino culture um and if you're a stranger they will invite you to come eat whether you're hungry or not like, yeah yeah my mom would always invite my friends like oh you you've eaten you're gonna eat here like come eat like yeah. whatever we have you're, you're uh -huh, gonna uh -huh. eat till you you pop always when you're at a filipino gathering they will always offer you food and you know you're a bad person if they don't offer you food because that means that they don't like you and it's very rare for that to ever happen um but yeah they will always offer you food and one of my biggest one of my fondest memories i think is always the the huge bowl of pancit always in the middle and everybody can just help themselves um i really like as well um my, I, I don't know, lumpia, is that what, is that? Lumpia. lumpia. Is yeah. <laughs> my, my British accent is just, bot, like, just botching these names, but yeah, lumpia. I love your my... accent, by the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm, I'm trying to, well, I'm trying to learn Tagalog, so I'm trying to pronounce Ooh. the name of these foods properly. Um, it's not really working, but I'm getting there. Um, but yeah, speaking of lumpia, um, it was always my aunt who would make the best lumpia um, ever, ever, ever. And she'd bring a whole load of them to the party and we'd fry them up there and then. They were just mm, the best lumpia ever. What, what do you uh, uh, dip it in? Like what kind of sauces do you guys go for? 
so in our family we do like the vinegar um the chili um the, the usual one but also there's always some like sweet chili and some hot chili my dad makes his own chili oil and it's the fire like the most spicy chili oil ever um but really Ooh. good stuff really good stuff that sounds nice so that nice. that goes really really well with lumpiang shanghai which is the the the, the small kind of lumpia the short yeah, yeah. ones but then if you have the the longer lumpia the longer and thicker one I think Mang Tomas would be a Mang Tomas totally goes forgot about that. Yeah, Mang Tomas goes really well with that, especially if the lumpia contains um uh I think they are puso nang saging or the the heart of the oh, banana. Yeah, heart of banana. Yeah, yeah, it's called it's called ubod, the ubod of the of the banana banana what tree. Is that? I don't know I, what I that didn't. is. So it's You know like, when bananas have like that red heart looking thing? Yeah. Um, as in it, like, when bananas flower. Yeah. So that's oh, flower. see, I thought you meant the yellow, like the literal banana, and I was so. No, oh, even the banana. The banana. Thing. I think it's actually the banana stalk. The the, the actual okay. stalk yeah, of the yeah, flower. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So yeah, it's yeah, nice yeah, yeah. when you have that in the lumpia. It goes really well with mangtamas, and you add like pork, uh, minced pork. Yeah. I haven't heard of the word mangtamas in so long. It's just giving me like all these memories, <laughs> <laughs> and it reminded me of uh, specifically a banana ketchup actually, um, because I was looking for it here in in Los Angeles, um, and uh, apparently a lot of my Filipino friends like they're half American and they don't, they've never tried banana ketchup. I've and never tried like, banana ketchup. Ketchup <laughs> and it's banana. But me growing up, I was just like, this is a ketchup. That me tasting a tomato ketchup was weird. Or <laughs> I was like, "Why do you make ketchup out of tomatoes?" <laughs> so it should it's be banana bananas. Yeah. Well, so banana ketchup <laughs> is literally like ketchup made from bananas. Really? Exactly that, and it's sweet, but it doesn't taste like it. Like it's it maybe a little bit, but it's just sweet. It's yeah. a sweet uh, sauce. I, I put oh. that on everything. See, I thought it was tomato ketchup that they like added, added some bananas to. I don't know. You There's so much it. Filipino food I haven't tried yet. Um, yeah, no, you're inspiring me. Um, well, speaking of which, because you know, as you know, we asked you what your favorite foods were, and we actually yeah. had to. Well, I had to Google some of these. Um, quick, quick. What is quick, quick? Talk me through oh, this. Like, so I, I, had, I saw quack, a picture quack. and I was like, wow. Ro, have you heard of quick, quick? Yeah. Oh, you guys are okay. So quack quack, it's it's specifically an egg, a quail egg that you boil, and um, there's like flour around it when you deep fry it that it, that looks orange. I don't know why it's orange, but it's just <laughs> it's it's just probably quail. food coloring. <laughs> probably, but uh, yeah, it's just quail egg deep fried, and I love it. It's you just dip it in a sweet and sour sauce usually. Yeah. I do. Uh, and that banana ketchup, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that's quite like such a funny word. I don't even know what it means. Yeah, yeah. There's so many Filipino dishes like that that have um like the double names like hello hello um yeah 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 exactly. Um, and it's interesting because my mom told me what hello hello meant, and when I was young, and she told me yeah Nicole it means mix mix, and me as a as a seven year old kind of being in the Philippines, not for the first time, but the first time as somebody who could remember the Philippines. I was so confused. Why is there a dish called Mix Mix? Mom, tell me, what is Mix Mix? And like, I mean, a lot of people will understand, like a lot of people who are Filipino will understand that concept. But for me, it took yeah. me a while. So yeah, why why Mix Mix? Why is it called that? Because you literally have to mix everything. 
it is what is halal halal because i um i remember trying it and being like mom i don't like this and then she just ate it but like what is inside halal halal um the main ingredients i would say of course you gotta have ice kind of just like crushed ice ice. but um for me i just remember what i love is ube like the purple yam yeah yeah, and then uh lecha flan on it and you gotta have like sago which is the the uh, how do you translate like tapioca it? pearls like tapioca pearls okay. yeah um and then everything else like from you could put fruit in there like bananas um uh jackfruit in there maybe jackfruit uh, definitely so if anything like kind of like sweet you want to just mix it in there and then mix it hello hello <laughs> and the funny thing um i might be jumping a little too soon but like i was i was just thinking about how I never see a lot of like Filipino food in entertainment, like in media, mm. but I was watching this Amazon uh, animated series. Uh, it's called Invincible. I don't know if you guys heard of it. It, it star starring um, Steven Ewan, Ewan from uh, Break. No. Breaking Bad. I don't know. Not uh, Breaking Walking Bad. Dead, the Walking Dead. Walking Dead. The yeah. Walking Dead. Yeah. Anyways, pretty big animated uh, series on Amazon. And, they have halo halo and then he, the main character was just like what is this thing it's like he described <laughs> it pretty well where he's like it's like a bunch of desserts mixed together i'm like that's how they describe it like which is great and that was actually like the first time i've seen halo halo and like main uh, entertainment um like or a show yeah yeah i mean because we don't see filipino food but i guess filipino culture just more generally um that much in the mainstream um the only times i've really seen people in kind of the west talk about filipino food is when they talk about oh what is that um that egg thing um that is like yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, that's the only time it's so striking it's like it's so crazy to eat that i think that's the thing Filipino, oh, most people would remember. Have you guys tried it, by the way? No, well, I was about to ask what it is, because I think, I mean, I, I called it the egg thing. I don't really know what it is. Um, yeah. yeah, talk me through it. Why is it so striking? Um, so balut is actually, so it, how can I describe it nicely? But it, it's an egg with a little chick inside that has not hatched yet. Okay. Um, I forgot what the term is for that, but there is a... a chick growing in it like the embryo um, the, the embryo yeah so well it's not an like embryo feathers. anymore it's a chick already it's not a, yeah it's a chick already <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> so you will actually see a tiny bird inside but they boil this with like salt and weird thing is it looks i just remember it, it looks so disgusting but when i tasted it it tasted really good but i, I think like? without the chick it's like a salty soup, and then there's a, there's actually like egg left over in there. So you, okay. but the the white part of the eggs and after boiling it, it's actually like hard, harder than like mm. a normal boiled egg. Yeah, um, that I don't understand. It might be because of the salt, um, but uh, yeah, you just kind of slurp that like a little soup. And from what I know, a lot of people use it like a. Um, what you eat after you drink when you're drunk, you know, like a comfort food, almost uh, drunk food, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> and it's everywhere. It's also said to be an aphrodisiac. So 
you know, uh, you can eat it if you want to, if you want to get an aphrodisiac. <laughs> and it's said to a lot of uh, middle-aged men would eat balut because they think that it strengthens your knee, your knees. I've heard of that. Yeah. I've heard of that. <laughs> I mean, there's uh, I no scientific, there's no scientific reason behind it, I guess, but um, that's what people <laughs> believe. Yeah, that's so specific. Like the knees specifically. That that's you know, as soon as I you hit that. middle age, like you're getting on that balloon. That, that, that's going to sort you out. <laughs> that's all you need. That's all you need. <laughs> I think strengthening the knees is like kind of a euphemism for something else. But oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. <That's true>. Well. <laughs> um, Have you tried yeah. balloon roll, by the way? Yeah, I like balut. Um, it depends on the day, I think. Um, I kind of like it when it's in its ninth day. I don't oh, know. I think very that, specific. Yeah, you I know, think that, you know what you want. <laughs> yeah, I think at the on the ninth day, the chick is at just the right size that it doesn't look very disgusting. Um, That's also what I I don't understand is like how do you know when it's ready, like versus like what if it's actually just ready to hatch. <laughs> Which well, they all look like they're ready to hatch, to be honest. I just but. I just trust the balut vendors to tell me the truth about about their eggs. Yeah. <laughs> hey, as long as you boil them, you're good. Yeah. You're good. But the, the thing about Filipino cuisine is that internationally, you know, we Filipino cuisine is known for its delicacies, or like more specifically, its exotic delicacies. And not yeah. much is really known about like the traditional or mainstream foods and dishes that uh, Filipinos normally eat. I know that California has such a huge Filipino population, but what do you, why do you think that the Filipino food scene is not as popular as say Korean, Korean cuisine or Japanese cuisine, which is huge uh, in LA or in California in general? Um, yeah, I would say this is probably even like, just because of my experience in entertainment and I watch a lot of stuff for work and for entertainment um I, I just feel like filipino culture period is just not portrayed as much in popular culture um so like in movies and shows uh if you point out filipino food people who's never seen it before won't know what it is um and it's hard to define like what filipino food is if, if you talk about let's say uh japanese food or you think of a lot of like fish and a lot of textures um, you think of Indian food a lot of spices and uh, but Filipino food like how how do you define that right and mm -hmm. I think that's just not in the conversation yet in popular culture and in entertainment that um, yeah like a lot of people just haven't heard of it as much that's what I think because um, I don't really see it in like any big blockbuster movies or TV shows that other people who may not have heard of the Philippines could get a glimpse of what that culture is. So like if without the glimpse of that culture, like, and you're not going to know what the food is. Um, I really like that you've related food culture with pop culture. It's as if like pop culture is sort of like a driving vehicle. It definitely for, influences for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it definitely has a big influence. Like if let's say, I, I remember when I went back in the Philippines, um, there was like a big uh, following for like Korean drama. And then suddenly a lot of my friends start, wanted to have Korean food, which is great, right? So, but without that Korean drama, I don't like, 
they probably wouldn't even think about making Korean food. So if we just have more of that, like Filipino content, then maybe p- more people will be exposed mm-hmm. to what Filipino culture is. Yeah, and I'm I'm thinking as well about the Netflix series Street Food, um, because they went to some of the more obvious places, i.e., you know, places that have more familiar food. Um, but they also went to the Philippines um, and a few other places that perhaps people aren't so familiar with in the West. Um, and it was really cool to see this on screen because I had never seen any of these dishes, but they were just very typical common dishes. Um, I think one, there was a particular kind of seafood stew, which again, in aphrodisiac, it seems to be a theme with the Filipino <laughs> food. Um, but yeah, lots and lots of things that were so new to us. Um, and I remember I just saw um, you mentioned banana turun. Um, yeah. And banana turun is one of my favorite foods ever. I love it so much. And for anyone listening, it's kind of like this, um, it's plantain, which you've cut up into these small kind of long uh wedges and then you wrap that in sugar first and then spring roll wrapper then you deep fry it and it is the most delicious thing you will ever eat and um i remember making this for one of my friends and he didn't like it and i was so confused like how can you not like this how how does that even factor in your mind to dislike it but i think you're right with the with the filipino food being this kind of mix of all things and everything so people don't really know what to make of it um yeah, I don't know why this friend didn't like yeah. it, but I've made it for other friends and they tell me that my banana turun is good. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, because Philippine, Philippines overall is a, it's a pretty mixed country, right? Like, we've been conquered by Spain for over 300 years. We have like, Japanese, Chinese, American influences. Like, it's a small country. Um, so, like, our food is also, like, super diverse because of that. Like, a lot of our food names are like Spanish. Like I, I yeah. believe Turon is like Spanish. It's like, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but it's in our culture. So uh, it's hard to just say like, this is Filipino when like, oh, like Spanish, came, like Spain came up with it first. Like, um, but it's still in our culture. It's like in, in our land, like that's our food now, um, just because it's been there for forever. But um yeah, it's like a mishmash of different culinary tastes. Yeah, and I think that the kind of the food culture really speaks to the ways colonialism really has an enduring influence on the Philippines. I mean, you know, a lot of the dishes, as you were saying, like adobo, that's um, adapted from a Spanish technique of cooking. Mm. Um, you know, we were talking about um, ensaymada as well, which is one of my favorite kind of Filipino um, baked goods. Again, a Spanish name. Um, and it's really interesting because um, I was lucky enough to go to South America last year. And one of the things that I saw was they had a job there as well. And I tried it. It was completely different, completely different. Um, Really cool to see um, and really cool to see how it's been adapted over the years and also adapted from region to region, family to family. Each family will have its own recipe for this particular dish. Um, My mom and my dad make two very different versions of Sinagang. Um, and I like to think my dad's is better, um, oh. greater depth of flavor, but <laughs> I would never tell my mom that. Well, she'll know now. <laughs> oh, yeah. If she listens to this, sorry, mom. <laughs> it's true. I'm sorry. It's, it's the spice. My dad adds like a little bit of chili in there. It's, it's good stuff. <laughs> That's funny. So we sent out a survey to some of our yeah. friends and, and, and colleagues. And one of the questions that we had in the survey is, 
why do you think Filipino cuisine is not as popular internationally? And do you see this changing in the future? And we've already talked about Filipino cuisine and international food scene. And one of the answers that we got from the survey is that the person who wrote this answer is that he or she thinks that Filipinos tend to look outward in almost every aspect and like Filipinos value other food and culture more than their own. Do you, what do you, what do you think about that personally as someone who is sort of born in the Philippines, but kind of migrated to America and then came back for a while for college, but then you're back in America now for good. Yeah, that's actually a great observation. Um, I, I, I kind of agree with that, um, but I, I don't think everyone believes that, but I, I would say majority because it's the same idea as like, you don't know what you have till it's gone. Like if, if you take away Filipino food and you replace that with, let's say American food in the Philippines, I'm sure they're going to be like, like, where's our food? Like they're going to miss it and appreciate it more. Um, but, um, and, and since Philippines is so influenced by other countries, um, just the idea of someone being in another country, I think there's this, perspective of like them being in a hot like better than them in a in a way i'm not saying like as a, as a human being but just because they're able to i know a lot of Filipino, filipinos who aren't able to travel to other countries and um experience other cultures um it, it's not like we're like the u.s where you could freely travel to a lot of other countries right like philippines you're limited to other countries you could travel to um, so you probably could just experience Southeast Asia, but you won't experience a lot of the other larger countries. I, but I also appreciate the idea of just looking forward. Um, like Filipinos would want to just create something new out of whatever we have. Like we're, we're, we're good at like not wasting things. Like a lot of our food, it's like, we got to make sure we mm. use every part of this thing. Like Let's say lechon. You literally cook the whole pig. Like you want to make sure it's all, all there. Um, but, but I think we we definitely want or Filipinos like to evolve things a little bit instead of looking back up like this is what we have, um, which is like kind kind of nice. But at the same time, I I I do like the idea of just preserving some of the traditional things. But that's more of a selfish reason because I, I like that. I like reminiscing about the past. I, I get what you're saying. It's not necessarily being better. It's not like, you know, because they've been able to leave the Philippines, um, there's, you know, they think they're better. It's more a sense of like, you know, when they come back, there's almost this kind of heroic um this yeah this, this heroic nature that's associated with your struggle and the fact that you've been able to work so hard and you've had all of these opportunities you know these are things to be celebrated and I think the fact that by virtue of having say lived in Europe for a long time or America you, you have had access to different foods and you've tried new cultures and things like that and so there's almost a sense of that new food being representative of something that's completely other um to your home food which again I think is why it's so important to preserve the kind of I suppose the traditional food culture but I think with the Philippines there is no set traditional quote-unquote food culture it's yeah. so varied um and you know as we were saying recipes get changed 
all, all the time, according to different families, according to different regions. One of the next questions that we had, do you think there is enough conversation about socio-political issues with regard to Filipino food? I feel as though, one, because Filipino food isn't really talked about in the mainstream, um, and two, perhaps yeah. there's this kind of uh, sense of not necessarily talking mm. about food culture the way that we talk about, say, French food culture um, when it comes to the Philippines. You know, why don't we talk about food uh, instances of political issues um, when it comes to the Philippines? Why do you think that is? Um, that I don't really know, um, but I definitely do agree that it's not talked enough. Um but as far as like the current standing with the Philippines and um, what the conversations are happening, uh, I, I really don't know. Um, but I, I, I do know that Philippines is like very influenced by either the politics and religion. Like I'm, I might be tapping on, on a little touchy subject, but I'm gonna try. So from, from my understanding is like, for example, uh, religion kind of helps, like it, they kind of help you decide, for example, who to vote for sometimes and or like the, the food that you eat, like it gets influence, right? Um, and from growing up, I remembered that religion just had like a big voice to what we should be doing and not. And sometimes we're also just scared of um, the government and... <laughs> I feel like I'm walking on eggshells <laughs> just because like, honestly, I don't agree with the current politics in the Philippines with Duterte. Uh, I, and I, I feel like if people start bringing up like political issues, um, people are kind of scared to do that publicly. Yeah, and that's what Absolutely. I think. But it, that, I, I don't know if that's true, but that's just what I think. Yeah, I, I've noticed this for sure in that like, also maybe it's because we're both at uni but Ro and I like you know we, we talk about politics quite freely it's something that almost always crops up uh, maybe this mm-hmm. is an Oxford thing but let's say you're at a, fa- at a party and <laughs> I don't know you find yourself yeah. talking about politics it's 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 the kind of thing that does actually happen whereas I know speaking to my dad or my mom it's kind of something that they shy away from it's not necessarily that they don't have an opinion it's just that they don't really find it as easy to talk about um yeah and, you know, my, my dad was there, for example, um, and he was maybe around my age. I'm not entirely sure, um, but young. Um, and he was young when um, it was the Marcos family and when their regime um, was toppled. And he was talking about it. Um, and he's talking about the fact that he saw this on the news. And then, you know, he, he talked about it to his friends. And and then I said, well, what do you think of that? What do you what do you make of this? And he just didn't really again it's not that he didn't have thoughts on it it's just that he couldn't really quite verbalize them in a way that um really effectively shared what he was talking about um and it was a really interesting kind of contrast the fact that he was so open to talk and describe it but not so not necessarily to give his viewpoint on these kind of things so interesting it's funny that you you talked about that way because i feel the same way with my parents where um like recently I was trying to talk to my dad about like the Duterte and how it's going, but he doesn't, I, I feel like the community I grew up in and lived in try to um, <clears throat> detach from like any politics. Yeah. So they just, we just worry about our own lives and let the politics do its thing. Um, but I, I, I just wish more people are like involved in that way. But, you know, that's their life. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, we often don't, um, we don't often like immediately associate food with politics, but food and politics are inextricably linked. I mean, yeah. you brought up religion, obviously that's a good one. Um, and we talk about kind of the availability of halal food in the Philippines yeah. and, and even in Filipino restaurants where there are diasporas. Um, and truth be told, I really don't know that many. In London, um, there are lots of Filipino Filipino quote-unquote bakeries but they're very gentrified they're not that authentic at all and so it's really interesting to see how foods get shifted from A to B and then the way in which they're changed is political it is a political thing to give an example um, I remember looking at this bakery and thinking oh I really want to go to that you know Filipino food in the middle of London sounds great I saw it on TikTok too and I thought yeah it must be good um, I looked up the menu and it was like um I was expecting you know pandasal and sumada um that kind of thing and what I saw was um they had a lemon meringue tart, but instead of lemon, it was that, like that miniature lemon. What is it called? Calamansi. Calamansi, yeah. That's what they had instead. And I was thinking, that's not Filipino. That's not the same thing. Do you find instances of that in, in LA or in California or other parts of the of the US? Where they kind of like do this sort of like fusion kind of dishes? Um, definitely. Uh, like I mentioned before, how in Los Angeles, like there's a lot of Filipino food, but I feel like personally, I, I haven't tasted one that's like, this is the authentic Filipino food. It's always a little bit like Americanized. It has to cater to the taste of like your audience here. Right. But I just wish there was like a place where it's just very authentic of what I remember it to be. But then again, what I remember it to be maybe a little bit different from what they remember um but i do miss like authentic like ingredients that are like from the philippines like um trying to think for example i don't know what to call it but those circular leaves that they put in soup i don't find it here i forgot what it is malungai. malungai yes like little things like that that i don't really see in like mm. any other dish and when i see that i'm like that's a filipino ingredient um, I just want to see more of that, but it's definitely like catered to the American taste a little bit because, you know, you, you have to do that a little bit to get people into that world. Um, but I, I wish there's just a bit balance of both. Yeah, I remember my, my mom makes a really good, um, is it pronounced mungo? Like the one with the mung beans? Mungo, yeah. Mungo. <laughs> and she, um, <laughs> she, she managed to find some malungai, but you have to drive to like another town where there are lots and lots of like local shops. You know, you can't find this mm -hmm. in the supermarket where we live. Anyway, um, I couldn't eat all of it. I said, mom, I can't eat all of this. You know, Filipino mothers, they give you portions that are like, absolutely huge. Um, so I left the malungai to one side and she says, Nicole, you have to eat that. And I was like, well, no, I don't. <laughs> and she said, I drove for miles to find that malungai. This malungai is, is precious. And it was so funny to me. And it makes sense. It's a really rare ingredient. Yeah, that's funny. My, my, my mom definitely did the same way. I have to finish what's in my plate. Eat yeah. the thing, yeah. every single thing. She even, like when I was tiny, she even scared me where like, if you don't finish all your food, they could wake up in the middle of the night and like scare you. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, it's, it's kind of funny because it did carry over to like now, like 
if I have a large amount of food, even if I'm full, I have to finish that oh, plate. Oh yeah, yeah. And my my partner always kind of just like she always tells me like, don't like if you're full, just stop. Like stop eating your whole food. But I'm like, but my mom said I'm gonna waste it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, no, I still have so that. Right. Like I still have that in me, which is kind of funny. <laughs> One thing I do want to ask you is the recipe for turon. Um, oh yeah, um, so turon. You were talking about this. Uh, the it's. I actually asked my mom about the, her recipe for turon. Um, also, P.S. She makes an amazing lecha flan. Oh, um, amazing lecha flan, my favorite. <laughs> um, I actually asked her for like the step by step how to do it because I want to record it. I want. I just. That'll be the thing I want to be able to pass on to like my kids. Yeah. You know? um, anyways, turon. So she told me this too. Um, with your turon, you so you slice the banana it's like either in half or thirds, long mm-hmm. ways, right? But uh, and the specific banana she told me to get was sabah. Um, okay. Philippines has so many types of bananas, um, like but sabah is uh, one of them. It's kind of thick banana, and then you roll it in sugar or like, I like brown sugar specifically. And and then after that, you put a little bit of jackfruit uh, or Tagalog, it's lang, langka. Um, it's that stink, stinky fruit. I, I think it smells sweet. I, I, I think I, it I smells don't think great. It's great. Yeah, it smells great. <laughs> I love it. So you put it like a sandwich with the banana and then you roll the, the wrap, the lumpia wrapper around it. And then you fry it and then you put a little bit more sugar as it melts on the outside. So you got caramelized ah. sugar. And, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that trick but yeah, my, putting it on the outside. Oh yeah. You got to have it on you the outside. You have to put it. That's the look. And, <laughs> and, and by a little bit of sugar, Filipinos mean a little bit. It actually means a lot of sugar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when Filipinos Lots. say a little bit of sugar, it means a lot of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love lots of sugar. But yeah, that's that's kind of like a quick turon. Uh, yeah, no, thank you. I'll have to give that a go because I think maybe my mom made the like the version, you know, you'd want to give to your kids, i.e. a little bit less sugar because um, she'd always give it to me as a child. And, you know, obviously I don't want my teeth to fall out, um, but I'll try that version with the uh, <laughs> with the sugar on the outside. Yeah, get that original uh, jackfruit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming to speak with us today. I really enjoy just kind of talking about food. It was it was nice, I think, to um, talk about something that I think if you're not talking to somebody who's Filipino, they don't get it. Like they don't know what Turon is. And then you explain. Yeah. And it's so for me, it's so wrapped up in so much. It's not just this kind of sweet banana thing. It's, it's my childhood in that dish. Um, yes, so, yeah, thank you exactly. so much. No, thank you. I feel like it's so much fun just kind of reminiscing about mm. the past and like my childhood. It makes me want more Filipino food right now. Yeah, um, for sure. Time um, to yeah. make time to make Filipino food then. <laughs> yeah, it's lunchtime where you are, isn't it? Oh yeah, it is. It is. I might yeah. you know what? I might stop by at the Filipino food nearby and get some uh, <laughs> adobo. Some, they also have this buko pie. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Oh, but I've I just love this. This is my grandmother's bukopai. favorite. Isn't Bulacan known for their bukopai? I believe so. Yeah, I think I so. Think so yeah, Bulacan is known for the bukopai and, and also for poems. chicharron as well. I think Bulacan has really good chicharron. Chicharron. Yeah, chicharron. It is it just 
pork skin or yeah. does it also include like chicken skin? So think, I've seen like chicken. So the bulacan, I think the bulacan version includes the as, 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 includes a bit of meat. So it's not just the skin, but they also oh. fry and deep fry and dry the meat with the skin. So yeah, I didn't I didn't eat too much of that, but that's interesting. I, I funny thing is uh, you know how Filipinos love pork. Um, I grew up not eating pork um, because of uh, religious reasons oh. with my family. We're Seventh Day Adventists, but um, every time I see lechon being made, I just my mouth just waters because <laughs> it just the skin just looks so good. But I've never tried it, and I I have tried it like as an adult, but. Um, yeah, I was really late on the pork game, but as an adult, as trying pork, it tasted weird to me. Mm. But lechon just looks so good. But I, <laughs> I think that I think that most Filipinos have been socially conditioned to think that lechon is good. You know, like even even if even if you're even if you have dietary restrictions, if you just look at if if you just look at lechon, it actually looks like really tasty and delicious. You had a question about like quintessential Filipino food. Now that I think about, it, I feel like. Lechon might be it, just because visually that's that's just what I think of. And when I think of Filipinos eating together, like a whole freaking pig, you could eat together, uh, do the kamayan where you eat with your your hands, and that's that's so fun. It's like a nice community. So I I would say lechon, yeah, quintessential Filipino. And I'm just thinking. On any instances where I've been watching a food program, whether that's to do with the Philippines or whether that's any kind of food cuisine where there is a pig on a spit roast, my mum, she will always walk past and she will always say, yes, we do that in the Philippines. No matter how many times she said it. And I know, I know we do this in the Philippines, mum, but she's told me that countless times as if I forget every time. Yeah. <laughs> very mum. Mark, thank you very much for agreeing to be on our podcast and talking to us about food. Yeah. I think... A lot of Filipinos get it. When, when we talk about Filipino food, there is so much emotion wrapped up in this food. It's not just, you know, a, a piece of banana that's been fried. It's literally my childhood there. It, so it's in our so blood. Much. It's in us. It is. <laughs> it's us. And it's, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys. Like, we have international Filipinos everywhere. Uh, and this has been fun. Like, I love talking about uh, the past and uh, the Philippines. So it's been great. Thank you.